Cincinnati. Welcome to the Darko! Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, the Iceman, Jeff Trenopole. And as always, I'm bringing you sports from a West Side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, home of the AFC North champion, Cincinnati Bengals. Now, do me a favor. If you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. I'm up to 1,524 subscribers. That is awesome. I appreciate every single one of you guys. So if you're watching on Facebook or Twitter and you have yet to subscribe to my channel, please do so. Please go to the YouTube channel, Sports with Strawberry Ice. Hit the subscription button. Hit the bell for the notification. And every time I go live, you'll be notified. Also, you can check it out on my podcast later on. It's on BeanPod, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher Play, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Also, if you want to give me a super chat, it's exclusively in the YouTube chat crew. So if you want to make sure your comment gets read, we got Jay Morrison from the Athletic. He knows all. He knows his stuff about the Bengals. You got something you want to ask him? 
Give me a super chat. I would greatly appreciate it. Now I'm coming to you live from the Ice Cave. And the Ice Cave is brought to you by T Properties. T Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out the website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right, guys. Like I said, we got Jay Morrison from The Athletic. He's got a short amount of time, so I want to hurry up and get to him. Here's Jay. Jay, what's going on, man? Hey, Jeff. How are you? Good, buddy. Sorry, my dog is going. Every time I go live, my dog wants to go get on the show. I think he's I think he's jealous that I'm on here. Make you anyway. feel right at home. The <laughs> neighborhood I live in, that's all I hear is barking dogs all day long. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, have you been busy? I know you just got back from the Combine. How, how was your trip? I was, I was there Sunday. How did you enjoy the Combine? Uh, it's always enjoyable. It's 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 tiring. Um, I, 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 I'm getting too old to do what a lot of the reporters do, which is hang out at the bars well into the <laughs> night trying to find sources. And um, we... We are lucky enough that the Bengals give us coaches over there. A lot of these reporters that cover teams, their, their teams don't do that, so that's their only chance they get to talk to them. But it's always good to get over there and talk to um, other reporters, uh, other scouts, coaches, kind of get a feel for what's going on and then also get an insight on what's going on with the Bengals and just just catching up. I mean, I, I think the athletic had close to 100 people credentialed for wow. that place so wow. uh yeah it was it was it was kind of like a and we did we just got bought out by the new york times so on tuesday night of combine week uh, we had a big happy hour get together and got to get some face time with some of the bosses and oh, so it was cool. good it was a good week you guys you guys are you guys are gonna start big time with me you're not gonna be able to come on my show anymore you're part of the new york uh, times now <laughs> nah, that'll never happen maybe maybe we'll, maybe we'll t- cut it down to like once every two years <laughs> <laughs> there you go hey jay all right so we are in free agency period. I know we just talked about the, the combine and the draft, but everybody wants to know about free agents. And as we know earlier this week, the Bengals tagged Jesse Bates. Now, um, as it says on the graphic here, they have till July 15th to come to a, uh, hopefully a, a long-term contract with him. I still believe in my heart of hearts that's what they're trying to do. I think they're trying to extend it as long as they can so they can figure out the money with situation with the free agents. And plus, I don't think they want to do all the guaranteed money that, you know, Jesse Bates and his agent probably want. What's your thoughts on the Jesse Bates issue right now? Yeah, I mean, that's where it's at. It's it, it's the the dollars per year and it's the guaranteed money. And and if he's if they're not going to give him the guaranteed money, he's he's figuring he and his agent are figuring, well, what? Why not just play on the tag then? If, if you're only going to. If they're only going to give him 15 or 16 guaranteed, why not just play on the tag and see where it goes? I, I The Bengals do want to keep him long-term, and I know mm-hmm. Jesse wants to be here long-term, but they're, they're it's just not that close right now. We're on the figure. So they've got time. They, they've yeah. got four months to get this done. I, I, was, I was much more confident that it would happen um, at the start of the week than I am now. It just sounds like they are so far apart, but you never know where these things are going to go. You never know where free agency is going to go, how much money they have left over at the end of free agency can kind of dictate something. But this, we know how this organization works. They put a value, a, a dollar value on a player and very rarely do they overpay. They, they right. say, this is what you're worth. This is what we're willing to pay. Take it or leave it, so to speak. So I don't know. I will, we'll see where it goes. It's going to be really interesting to see if it gets to April 18th and the office, the voluntary workouts begin, mm-hmm. is he going to sit out? Um, if there's no deal at that point, um, I, I don't foresee him refusing to sign the tag and sitting out the entire season. That would be madness to turn yeah. down $13 million. Right. Um, but 
so yes, fans can expect to see Jesse Bates in uniform in 2022, but it's it's anybody's guess where this heads after that. Yeah, I think what's hurt him is is he didn't have as good of a regular season in, in 2021 as he did in, in in 2020. I think I think that's what what's hurt him, and the, and the Bengals can use that to their advantage, which of course they're going to, you know. And Jesse Bates has come out and already said he doesn't want to be the highest paid safety in the league, so that could have hurt him as well. I don't know, but there, there's a lot of things that are going on there and hopefully they'll get it resolved. But um, we have free agency starting next week and it came out. Now this is, you can take it for what it's worth, but this is what a guy from one of the Pittsburgh radio stations tweeted out. Uh, Jeff Hawthorne and Andrew Flippiano, I guess they're, they're from uh 93, seven, the fan. And they're saying that it's a 95% chance that Ryan Jensen ends up in Cincinnati. So I don't know, like I said, take it for what it's worth. I'm not saying it's facts or anything. I'm just saying it's out there and they have put it out there. What what have you heard about the Bengals and Ryan Jensen? Well, I mean, they're going to sign two or three offensive linemen in free agency. And they're, they're probably going to be interior guys. And Ryan Jensen is the best center available. So th- it, that's not a surprising report. I'm, I'm never going to disparage somebody else's reporting. Right, but you, right. you, you always wonder when it's when it's 95 90 when they leave themselves an out right there to right. say well you know i said it, i didn't say it was it was a done deal <laughs> so but that is i mean he is he is a guy that they would like to have obviously mm-hmm. he's played in the division before he's won a super bowl that's not as big of a deal now that they they've been to a super bowl it's, it's not so much that they have to go look for these guys that have had postseason success this this whole locker room has had postseason success now right but still that's he he is in their crosshairs. That's I, I expect them to have at least one center and one guard wrapped up by the time maybe this time next week, maybe Thursday. But you know they're they're I'm not gonna say they're gonna be super aggressive. It's not like they're gonna come out of the gate on Monday right. and and start throwing the crazy money around that you see. Right. And if maybe if someone else does that and offers Jensen fourteen fifteen, they're not gonna chase that. Right. But if it if it works into their their structure, then yes he. He very much would be a target of theirs. That's that's it's not. Yes, they need to improve the offensive line, but it's the interior of the offensive line that needs the most work. Exactly. The most improvement. Yeah, and I've I've kind of gone back and forth. I kind of like got excited, like yeah, I think they're going to get him at like you know thirteen or whatever. And then earlier in the week, they're like, oh, you know, he he might be getting outpriced, and he might be getting fifteen million. I'm like, I don't think they're going to pay him fifteen million. You know, so and now uh, this came out, so I, you know, I don't know my. My, they're tugging with my my uh, my my heartstrings here, Jay. I I, yeah. I can't wait to get to next week. But the three guys that I've heard, I've the, my partial, the just stuff that I've looked at. Um, now I have no inside sources or anything like you do. I just scour the internet and talk to different people on the show. But to me, it sounds like three guys that they are are, are targeting is Jensen, maybe tra- trading for uh, Laramie Tunzel, and then uh, uh, Lichen, uh Thomason. From uh, the uh, was it 49ers, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Well, those are the three to me. It seems like they're they're zeroing in. It, uh, you know that the three that I think they'd like to get. If they get them, I don't know. But what what are you? Have you heard anything about those three, or is you think they might go more down? I I hate saying cheaper. I, I'm just saying the the lower tier guys that they would be cheaper money, but not that there are any. You know that the Bengals are being cheap about it. Well, I mean, in our choose your own adventure, we we had Tomlinson, I believe, at ten million, and and we had um daniels from chicago at 10 million mm-hmm. that would be my guy right he's, he's going to be 24 when mm-hmm. the season starts he's already got four years of experience he's only going to be 24 he's got tremendous upside 
He's young. If you're going to pay a guy like you're not going to go pay a guy over 30, this kind of money. Right. Um, right. I don't know about Tunsil that this team doesn't like to trade draft picks. Right. And, right. and I, I'm not sure if there's a player that would be an attractive trade there. I, I'd be surprised if that happens. Tomlinson very much. I, I, I believe uh, my partner on the beat, Paul Daner Jr. had Tomlinson as one of the guys that they would sign in his in his own choose your adventure he's not reporting that's going to happen right right we, right, right we filled out this sheet and he, that was mm-hmm. his pick at one of the guard spots so yeah i mean they're they're those daniels and and uh in lake and tomlinson would be great fits and and if you know if you do that then then jensen's probably off the table and you're looking right. at a cheaper option mm-hmm. um paradis from De- from denver or um maybe bozeman from baltimore mm-hmm. well you mm-hmm. know but it it's just there if any team holds their cards close to the vest of the yeah. free agency it's the Bengals so right. it's it's there, there's no real not reporting anything right now I'm just kind of giving you who I think that the best options and the, the best fits are for them yeah and the thing is I, I like I, I I'm not completely against bringing Trey Hopkins back at center because one thing I've said he's never had two really good guards on either side of him and if he has that how would that affect or improve his play you know so i don't personally think that that's you know off the table either bring him back but not at that salary cut him and then see if he's willing to sign a a cheaper deal i don't think there's going to be a hot market for trey hopkins if they release him right Um, so i do think they could re-sign him at a much more reasonable amount um you know maybe a couple million dollars as opposed to the the seven that he's due this year so yeah I, i i would i would fully support bringing that guy back there's, right. There are glue guys in that locker room, and he's one of them. And um, just his intelligence and his willingness to, if you do get a young guy and that young guy beats out Trey Hopkins, he is not going to be a problem. He's going right. to do everything he can to help that young guy. So mm-hmm. um, he he would be an important piece to bring back, but but not at his current salary. Right, I got you. Now, another one people keep talking about, which I think this would be a long shot, is is uh, J.C. Jensen out of – or Jackson, excuse me, out of yeah. – uh, New England. Um, I I would love it, but I, I just, I don't, we're talking about the top flight guys here and the Bengals like, like Brown, you know, they, they want the guys that are, that are and they're going into their second contract, you know, 20, 25 years old, you know, around there you're on the verge of, of the upswing, like, like the guys they signed last year. And I don't know if Jackson is one of those guys. I'd love to get him, but he's a high priced guy. And I don't know if, if they would sign him. What's your thoughts on, on the Bengals going after him? Yeah, I think he's too expensive. Um, he he would probably cost you half of your available cap space. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I don't I don't see it happening. They've they've got they're they're really happy with Awuzie and Hilton, and mm-hmm. you could bring back um, Eli Apple a pretty reasonable cost if they elect to do that. Maybe they won't. I don't I don't know where that stands. Um, the the turnover at with the cornerbacks uh, coach I think is telling. Where you know. The, the Vernon Hargraves thing in the Super Bowl and right, Darius yeah. Phillips and <laughs> Eli Apple spouting off. There's just there's a lot of things there. Uh-huh. I I just think they they've focused so much on defense the last two years. This is going right. to be an offensive free agency. This is this is going to be all about the offensive line. And I I right. would I, I wouldn't be shocked to see him sign a reasonable uh, a Hayden or a Witherspoon or mm-hmm. you know Nelson, one of those cheaper corners but there i i can't see him breaking the bank for jc jackson as great as a player as he is right no and, and i i completely agree with you I, I think with the 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 draft the the the, the depth of the db class in this draft and, right. and they're not afraid to, to draft a, a a cornerback number or with their first round pick i mean they've done it before so i, I would be surprised if if uh 
they're, they're going off, which I think, and I think all of us think they're going to go heavy offensive line in free agency, and I think they're going to go heavy defense and some offensive linemen, but mostly defense in the draft. And I wouldn't be surprised if 31, there's a cornerback there that, that they could get. Yeah, in the, in the Choose Your Own Adventure, most of what everybody has picked uh, has been a cornerback at that spot. Because I, I, you're right, I think that's what's going to happen is they're going to go heavy on O-line and free agency. And I, I think all these mocks you're seeing right now have them mm-hmm. picking offensive linemen because you don't know what's going to happen yet. Right, and, right. and some of these people doing mocks aren't as close to the the team as, as, as what we are. Mm-hmm. I, I, like I said, two or three offensive linemen and then you don't you don't have to force yourself into an offensive lineman. I, I think if they get the two or three offensive linemen free agency, you're going to see them go cornerback or defensive tackle with that first round pick. Yeah, I would I would love to get Wyatt uh, Davis from Georgia, but I, I don't think he's going to be there. That's that was my no. first first one, but then after he killed it at, at the combine, I don't think he's going to be there. So now uh, Dean McDonald here he has he has a question. He said, "Where do you see the biggest need on the O line? For me, it's easy. It's guard and the interior." interior line but go ahead well if, if you're planning on cutting hopkins then it's it's center mm-hmm. you, you you need it, it not just for the ability to block but you you need that guy that can call out protections that's that's one of the another reason why you um dane brugler with with us with the athletic yes. has them taking mm-hmm. tyler linderbaum in the first round and um, I, that, I wouldn't mind that i mean no that, I, you know it yeah. would i don't think he's gonna fall that far i don't but either but with his short st- arms you never know now you know with, yeah with that, i don't know anyway sorry it, it, but you you still don't know how a rookie is going to handle that the the to the recognizing the protections and making the the changes on the fly and and then the the the, the pre and post snap movement on the defense right. that changes everything. That's, that's tough for young guys. And, and the Bengals, <laughs> they, they took Billy Price in the first round. You have to go back to 1983 to see for that before they took a center in the first round before <laughs> Billy Price. It's just not, and they've only taken one guard in the first round in their entire history. And that was Kevin right. Zeitler. It's right. just not what they do. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why you're going to, you're going to see them target those positions, get good proven, not, not pro bowl guys, right. But, but solid, proven interior linemen, the whole no donkeys approach. <laughs> right. And then, but I do, I do think center is, is the most important because you're still banking on development of Jackson Carmen. You could still bring Quentin Spain back at a reasonable amount. You, you still have guys on this roster that, that you can kind of count on, not count on, but, but hope for development. But if, if you're going to cut Trey Hopkins, then you, you have no other option. Yeah, exactly. Now, the funny point is, the funny thing I think to this offense or this offseason so far is you guys have said on your podcast, and I know you've written about it, and everybody who talks about the Bengals knows this, they don't spend money historically, big money on safeties or guards. This year, they're going to have to. (laughs) They're already spending $13 million right now on on Jesse Bates. That's going to happen. That's the the worst case scenario for them. And they're going to at least sign at least one guard, possibly two. So they're actually going to have to spend some money. Now, it just depends on how much money do they want to spend. I, like I said, I don't see them spending more than $10 million at the most at a, at a guard center. Yeah, I can, I can see them go up to 12 maybe 13 That's still pushing it, I think, for a center. But I could I could, could see that. 15 no, I don't think they're going to. But I just think it's really interesting that the Bengals have kind of, I don't want to say put themselves, back themselves in the corner, but they almost have where they have to do something that they don't normally do. And that's pay for guards and pay for a, a safety. And I mean, it's not what they normally do, but it, 
this is Joe Burrow's team now. And yeah, he's not signing the checks, but they 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 want to keep that guy happy, and that's what he wants. Mm-hmm. He's not so concerned about guys flying off the edge. He feels he can he can handle those. He, he's he's got great pocket presence and uh, he's elusive with that. It's when that pocket collapses on him that causes the problems. Well, that was what happened in Tennessee. That's what happened against the Rams. Right. That's that's where he wants the protection to be beefed up and I, they're going to listen to him. I think oh, yeah. they, they, they saw it and they know it's important and you know, it, it, it's taken 54 years or whatever it's been that the franchise has been around, but they're going to pay guards. Right, and, right. and now you could see something, maybe they sign one or maybe they sign a center and maybe the, the tackle market craters for some reason and they can get a great deal there um on one of these these higher price tackles you know anything can happen in free agency it's such a it's such a, just a crapshoot mm-hmm. and, and if that does happen you're still in good position because 31 that's you're still probably going to get the second best guard available right, you're not right. green's going to be gone maybe zion falls to him and even if not there's other you can get a quality guard in the first round at 31 but yeah, that's that either way, whether it's actual dollar bill capital or whether it's draft capital, they are going right. to spend on guards this, this off season and safety. Like you said, they've already paid right. Jesse thir- or already committed to right. pay Jesse 13. Now the other thing we have is right tackle. We haven't really, really talked about that. And I, I, I personally have a feeling that, that, uh, um, Oh my goodness. I've, his name slips my mind. The right tackle for the Bengals last year that they just signed. Riley reef. Thank you. Riley. Reef. Yeah. I, I, I have a feeling that he possibly could, Retire. I'm not against bringing him back either, but I could see the the Bengals going if they don't bring Reef back, going after maybe like Morgan Moses or Trenton Brown from the New England Patriots. That's more of um, the I think the structure, the cost that they that they would go to. Unless you know, of course, they, unless they trade for uh, Larry Tunzel, which I'm all for. Which I, I don't know if they do that or not, but I think Morgan uh, Moses and or Morgan, yeah, Morgan Moses and uh, Trenton Brown are more of along the lines of what they possibly could do. What's your what's your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, if they sign two or three interior guys, they're not. I, I don't think they're going to get a tackle. I, I think they will take their chances there in the second round. Um, that would be a good spot if if you're gonna if you're looking at the first round, you're you're probably talking about the sixth or seventh best tackle, maybe the sixth best tackle. There, I, there, there would be a, a better value to get a defensive tackle or a corner there, and then, and then get a an offensive tackle in, in round two. Again, it's I could see them bringing Reef back. I could see yeah. Reef wanting to come back. I mean, he's at the end of his career, and he was this close to a Super Bowl ring. Exactly. I mean, I, I don't think it's going to cost you a lot to bring that guy back. He, I mean, it was a bad injury, but you know, they they starts rolling around a football season and, and the the memory slides a little right, bit and, and right. these guys get hungry to get back out there. And then I there's still a lot of faith in Deontay Smith. Mm-hmm. And, right. you know, Adenogy could maybe be a good swing tackle. Um, I, I don't think they're going to bring back Fred Johnson. I'm not going to rule it out, but it's uh, just, he, he had a lot of DF, DF, yeah. uh, A's. Did he, he didn't even, did he dress for a lot of right. games. I, I think, yes, yeah, that was pretty telling yeah. on a line that was giving up 70 sacks. Right. So, exactly. yes, that's – but, uh, yeah, I, I could see that more um, a second-round tackle and then maybe making another run at a guy in the in the middle rounds in the fourth or the fifth round and just just throwing bodies at that position and, and have a wide-open competition in training camp and let the best man win. Again, you don't you don't need an all pro over there. You just need a solid guy that's that's not going to get whipped over and over again. And um, I, I do I think they they believe in Deontay Smith. And it, you know, they 
messed around with him at guard last year and then he had the injury and he just uh -huh. if they bring him in this year and just say okay you're our right tackle go um it'll, it's gonna be really interesting to see how he develops yeah i know frank pollock was gushing over him you know in training yeah. camp last year because I, I remember i just uh, you, you know, I do the Bengals bridge crew and I go and hang out at practice a lot. And I talked to him for about two seconds. I, I said, you like that guy? He goes, I love this guy. <laughs> He's put at Deontay yeah. Smith. So that's pretty good. Uh, you know, for Frank Pollock to say that this is just some random guy, you know, yeah. but still, you know, he likes it. And the other one, I, I like I said, I don't think the Bengals uh, are going to give up on Jackson Carmen. So that's where I could see yeah. him. And I, and there's a lot of talk about putting him at left guard that he, that might be a better position for him next year because he was a left tackle. Being a left mm -hmm. guard, it might be easier for him. So I, I could possibly see. I mean, there could be like there could be an offensive line. Let's just say with Ryan Jensen that center, which throw out there, and I don't know. Uh, I don't even know if, is Daniels who, who's who's a right guard. Is, is Daniels right guard or, or yeah, Daniel you but Daniels at right guard. All right, Daniels at right guard, and then you have uh, Deontay Smith and Jackson Carmen. You know, at your left guard and right tackle. That I mean, I, I'm a little I'm a little leery about that one. You know, but I, th that could possibly be be what the Bengals might do. It just depends on you know how free agency works out. Yeah, I mean, it's on my. I have them. I have them getting their starting guards and starting center in free agency. Right, and then you throw Deontay Smith at, at right tackle. Your your swing tackle is your second round pick. Maybe your first round pick, more likely your second round pick. Um, keep Jonah at left, and then uh, a corner in the first round. And or I'm sorry, a defensive tackle in the first round and then a corner in the second or third, depending on how the, the tackles faulty at that spot. I just I don't think I don't feel like tackle is as even though the offensive line is the number one priority. I don't feel tackle is is as pressing as some people think. Well, especially if, if you could sign Riley Reef and then you, you can right. you, you can put him there. And then if Deontay Smith beats him out, then he beats him out. You know, that that's that's what you could do as as far as that goes, too. Now, I got a question from Dale here. He says, uh, Larry O or BJ Hill most likely <laughs> to return? Good question. Great question. That's that's what I really struggled with on my sheet. Um, you know, and we only had him projected a, a million apart, but it, it made the difference. It's like, one, Larry's going to put you over the cap and BJ's going to keep you under. Mm -hmm. And I brought this up on our podcast. I Larry Ogunjobi was way better against the run than than I think than I thought he would be than I think even the Bengals thought he would be. Um, BJ Hill was way better than I think anybody thought he would be. And my question that's got to go down as the greatest trade in Bengals history. I, I'll, uh, I'll say it. It's it's pretty freaking good. James Brooks was James, a pretty well, good. Right, James, all right, second greatest, second greatest trade. There you um, go. But the thing with what I wonder about because BJ Hill, he kind of benefited from from rest. He he mm -hmm. wasn't an every down guy or nobody's an every down guy at defensive line, but Larry Ogunjobi was playing about 65% of the snaps and, and uh, BJ was playing 40%. What would BJ Hill look like if you asked him to go 65, 70%, would he be that effective or, or would he wear down? Um, Larry Ogunjobi's proved it. He's, he's, he's carried that heavy load um, the last few years in his career. And he was terrific with Cleveland and great with the Bengals injury was really unfortunate against the Raiders in the playoff game. Um, you know, there's it's it, there's going to be tough calls there. I I I'm trying to remember. I I moved my sheet around so much, and I, I think I, I think I may have settled on not signing either one of those guys and going first round defensive tackle, and then bringing back Josh Tupo as a mm -hmm. as a just a cheap option there is more of the backup to DJ Reader. And but they yeah they they need they're they're very very thin 
at, at, yeah. at three technique. And it, it feels like one of those guys would probably be back, but it's, it's not going to be the priority. They're going to, they're going to wait and see how the offensive line fills out. And then you got to wait and see too. I mean, both those guys played so good and everybody saw what Aaron Donald did. And that is a premium position in this league now. And there may be teams throwing tons of money at BJ Hill and Larry Ogunjobi and it, the Bengals aren't going to get into that chase. Right, exactly. I mean, BJ Hill, I think, made him himself a ton of money just in the playoffs itself because he mm. made how many how many good good plays for us. So, I mean, it, he could price himself up, but that does, like you said, that that worries me. If we don't sign, to me, we got to sign one of them, and we still have to go get somebody in the draft. And that's where you know I wanted Wyatt Davis. I was hoping he'd be there, but these guys, these three tech guys that are really good in the draft, are going to be. I think are be most of them. The really good ones I put that are gonna be gone at 31. That's what's scary about 31. A lot of the a lot of the linemen, the offensive linemen, there are like the guards, like you said, will, will most likely so one will be there. But the three tech and these guys are 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 looks like they're gone. That's where I keep going to. I think the if, if the fixed offensive line and free agency the best player available, it might be it might be a cornerback. And then you you feather out, you know, three tech in, in second, third, fourth round as well. I, I don't know. It, it, like you said, it all depends. And I've said this many times. It depends on what in the world they do in free agency on the offensive line. That that sets the whole thing up. Well, you, you look, what does this team do best in the draft? They draft wide receivers and they draft defensive linemen. Yep. And this is a super deep draft. For both uh, of them. For, right. for defensive tackles and sp- mm-hmm. specifically. You, everybody saw what they did in Indy. Oh, the freak shows. <laughs> um, so yeah, you, you could wait to the third, fourth round and, and get a D tackle that could be your starter and, and I'm not going to say it could be the next Geno Atkins, but we've seen this team do it before. Right. They, they have, they have this way of, of getting mid round defensive linemen to, we be... can't draft offensive linemen, but we could draft defensive tackles. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> All right, Jay, it is six o'clock. I know you say you got to get out of here by then. Yeah, I, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, tell everybody about the athletic, your podcast and the articles you got going before I let you go. Yeah, we got here that podcast growling. We're, we're up to, we're, we're down to one episode a week, um, in the off season, but next week we will be doing emergency pods. As soon as they sign somebody, um, at the end of that day, we will put together a, a podcast. So who knows, we could have three or four podcasts next week. Uh, um, sign me up for that. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> And then I, I am uh, currently, I'm. everybody saw the Choose Your Own Adventure. I've uh, logged everybody's sheet that sent them in on Twitter, and I will be doing a composite look at what who picked what. Uh, really interesting to see uh, where the where the where the fans come down on where where the money should be spent. Um, and we'll, anything, we'll, we'll, Paul and I are are working hard for you guys. I know it's the off season; we've had a long season, but we're right back in it now. So just. Uh, Keep your browser pointed to theathletic.com or your, your app on your phone, and, and we will keep you up to date on everything. Yeah, like Paul says, you always like giving yourself homework, so you're you're really good at doing that. And and the whole the whole uh, choose your own adventure. Somehow I missed that. I heard I heard your I was listening to your podcast last night at work. I'm like, how did I miss that? Oh my god, it's too late now. I can't pull up my name. But anyway, go check them out. The, the hear that podcast uh, ground is a great podcast. I've had Paul on here. Now, you have to tell Paul, you've been on here three times now. Paul's only been on once. I mean, he's got to catch up. You know, you got to get some competition here going. So, anyway, Jay, I appreciate it, man. You take it right. easy. Great talking to you, Jeff. See ya. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that. Like I said, as much as I do. Uh, Jay Morrison is awesome. Every time I've asked him to come on the show, he has always come on. He's given me a date to come on. It's it's. I greatly appreciate him coming on because he's full of a lot of insight. You know, hell, he's got, you know, he works for the athletic who. They get a lot more information than I do. So, 
go check out their podcast. Go check out the Athletic. And like I said, I like they're gonna do emergency pods. I plan on doing something like that. Like I said, next week I will be on vacation in Florida, but I will be on my phone on Twitter. Scouring stuff and them always going to be irritated with me because they're going to be on there all the time trying to find out what in the world the Bengals are doing. But this is just an epiphany. I kind of tweeted it out before I went on the show today. And it's just there's when there's smoke, there's fire. And I'm not saying any of this is going to happen. I have no clue. But with the guys from the Pittsburgh radio station tweeting out saying it's a 95% chance that Ryan Jensen will end up with the Cincinnati Bengals. And there's been lots of talk, and it's not talk, it's 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 talk from people in the know about it's not fans sitting there saying, okay, we gotta go get this guy, go get, gotta go get this guy. But there's a lot of talk about Laramie Tunzel. There's a lot of talk about uh uh Lincoln uh, Lincoln uh, Tomlinson. If they could get those three and you bring Riley Reef back, <laughs> all right, you don't have to do that. If you get those three, never mind, if you get the if you get those three. You're moving Jonah Williams to right tackle. That's awesome. If you're just, if worst case, if you're getting Ryan Jensen and uh, Tomlinson and you bring up, bring back Riley Reef and let him and Deontay Smith battle out, I'm good with that too. And that would maybe possibly put Jax Carmen or, or uh, Quentin Spain, who I love, I love Q, bring him back, let them battle out for the other guard. I'm good with those. Those are good. And that might be more along the line of what the Bengals might do. You know, we're all still stuck until the Bengals do something and change the narrative that the Bengals don't spend money on interior offensive linemen or safeties, which we just said in this podcast, they're going to spend $13 million on Jesse Bates. No matter what they do right now, worst case scenario, that's what they're spending. If this report that came out of the pitcher radio station of Ryan Jensen, if the if they pay 15 for him, I will be absolutely shocked. I'll be I'll be ecstatic because Ryan Jensen to me is everything that Frank Pollock has said he wanted. He said he wanted that voice in the room. He wanted that nasty guy, that glass eater. That's what he wanted. That to me, that's Ryan Jensen. That's what he does. That brings an attitude, brings a presence to your offensive line. That's why I think it would be a huge get to get him and solidify the interior of that line. And then if you can get Lincoln Thomason or like uh, Jay Morrison just said, uh, Daniels from Chicago, either one of them, both of them would be awesome. If you get, if you get a new center and two new guy guards, bring back Riley reef, let him and Deontay Smith battle out for the right tackle. And let's go, man. We, we, that offensive line will be 10 times better than what it was last year. It will be. And Riley reef was not bad at right tackle. Riley reef was a very good right tackle for us. Unfortunately, he got injured. And he, you know, he he wasn't able to play in the playoffs, Super Bowl. And like like Jay said, he was that close to winning the Super Bowl. And he knows they're that close. And if they can fix the interior line, Ryan Reef might go, you know what? I'm pony up. <laughs> We're going to do this one more year. We're going to make one more run at it, try to get this ring. And we'll see what happens. And I know there's lots of talk about uh, J.C. Jackson. I just don't see it. I just don't see them spending the money on J.C. Jackson just because – I think this is a very deep, like Jay said, it's very deep cornerback. Well, he said wide receiver and, and defense tackle. It's also very cor- deep in cornerbacks as well. So there are going to be guys that the Bengals can get. And I can see them adding a guy there. Or, like he said, getting getting one of these uh, 
older free agents, uh, maybe along with Eli Apple, to play the other corner, along with a draft. They're going to draft a corner. I, I would be not. I'll be shocked if they do not draft a cornerback, a defensive lineman, and an offensive lineman somewhere in this draft. I will be absolutely shocked. So those are our positions of need and, and depth. So as far as the, the second cornerback, <laughs> don't tease me, Gary. Says, don't tease me. Hey, man, dude, <laughs> if they did what I said with Larry Batunzel, Ryan Jensen, and Lincoln Tomlinson, I would have a freaking heart attack. I would... <laughs> Yeah, it would be. I think we'd be partying like crazy in Cincinnati. It would be awesome. I'm not saying they're going to do it. I don't know, but it would just be a lot of fun. But even let's just like I said, just if you get Ryan Jensen and you get Tunzel or or, or, or excuse me, uh, Thomason or Daniels on the interior, and you resign Riley Reef and you have Quentin Spain or Jax Carmen at left guard, that one's still good. I'll take that too. I see here. Hoss, we got Tunzel. Thomason, Jensen, Spain, Williams would be nasty. Wishful thinking. Yeah, probably. <laughs> just like I am. That's wishful thinking for me too. I don't think they're going to get all of them. But it would just be like like, like Jay is starting to convince me more and more. Just Jay is, I want, he's in the know. You know, he, he thinks they could possibly really fix the interior line, which, you know, me, myself included, I've kind of written Riley Reef off. Why? If he wants to come back, he played really good. If you get Jensen and you get Daniels and you get Tomlinson in the interior of your line, <laughs> look out. Look out, Squeers. Look out, Ratbirds. We got an O line, you know. And, and like I said, you bring back um, Reef and you let him and Deontay Smith battle it out. I'll take that. I, I would take that. All right, let's see here. Jeremy, you're doing some sauce with Kobe talk here. What do you got? Sauce won't make it that far, but Kobe actually got – oh, as far as – yes, Sauce is not getting out of the top 10. There's no – I think Sauce is going to be the first cornerback taken. Um, But Kobe Bryant, there is a chance the Bengals can get him in a second, possibly at 31. I don't know because every time I do a mock draft, and I do it all from PFF, uh, the – Pierre, the cornerback from Baylor, is always there. So me personally, I take Kobe. I'm a Bearcat fan. I like I like my Bearcats. You know, I would love to get Sauce. There's there's no way. And I I love Sauce, but I am not at all willing to try to trade up to get him because cornerback is a need, but it's not that big of a need. We just made a whole season with Eli Apple as one of our corners. If you can get a, 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 a slight upgrade from Eli Apple, not that Eli, and I'm Eli, if you're watching, love you, brother. I want you to come back. You know, uh, you know, get 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 a like a Hayden, get, get a slight upgrade there would be great at, at cornerback, and then you can draft one there to develop. So, I think we're good as far as that goes. I would like to get also secondary help. I would like to get a safety in there somewhere because you know Bell is most likely you know next year might be his last year with the Bengals. So you got to be able to get somebody there. And who knows what's going on with Jesse Bates? I mean, I think they're going to sign him, but you never know. <laughs> That's another reason why I, I don't think I don't think they're going to let Jesse Bates go. I really don't. He's twenty five. He's in the right age where they want him. I think it's a guaranteed money, and there was stuff like that. Now Jay has said he's a little less. Uh, he's more cautious, I should say, that they won't sign him to a long term contract before that. But we got to tell 
what is it, April 15th or what, or November, August 15th, I think it is. Anyway, they got a ways to go to, to be able to work it all out. And things can change between now and then. And a lot can, and a lot can happen. And next week is huge because next week, to me, is the statement for the Bengals offseason. And I'm not saying I have to go bang right out the door and sign the biggest free agent out there. But you have to sign a couple of them. You know, they have to 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 make it known that they are fixing this. And they have to make it known not only to their fans, but to their players. And to me, that go bodes well for moving forward to getting more players to come here. And and look, let's look at it this way. I mean, it, it is a thing where the squealers, the Browns, the rappers have to really worry about the Bengals more than they did this past year. Because if we get an offensive line, it might be over. <laughs> it might be over. All right, let's see. Let's get some of. All right, area. Gary, what do you think about trading down at 31? I'm okay. I'm okay with that. It just depends on who's there. I, I have to preface it that way. If, if the guy, the Bengals want, uh, if they think they can get him in the second round, then yeah, trade back, get some more picks. I, I'm always for trading back and getting more picks, as long as you are improving your team. Um, so I it is always an option, and it's always on the table for the Bengals because they do that a lot. So there's a very good chance that they could do that. Uh let's see here. Crown. So by the time you get back from Florida, <laughs> the Bengals better sign some offensive linemen. Oh, yeah, that's a week. <laughs> Crown, yeah, I'm. I think they will. Yes, I mean, because you got to look at it this way. If you guys remember last year's first day of free agency, Bengals didn't do anything, nothing. They didn't do anything. You know, then it started rolling in. People started freaking out. Then it started rolling in. Then they started get, getting players in, which that might happen again this year. I don't know. Let's see here, James. You gave me a five dollar super ticket sticker. Sorry. That's a new one. I didn't even know I could do that. Or <laughs> you guys could do that. I appreciate the five dollars there, sir. Thank you for the support. Appreciate it as always. Just like that, you guys can give a five dollar sticker. You can do a five dollar super chat, whatever you like to do. All right, what are you thinking about the tight end position? We definitely like to get some. My computer scroll up. Definitely tried to uh, get some depth there. No. No offense, sample, great blocker, but not much for catching. Be great to keep him for a second tight end. Yeah, I, um, let's see here. I want them to resign CJ. Ooh, Zama. I think there is a chance. Again, I think this is something that the Bengals will probably address in the draft. Again, there are tight ends there. Um, I know everyone wants Gronkowski. I'm not saying no, <laughs> you know, if Gronkowski wants to come here and play and it fits under the Bengals plan and cap hit and all that stuff. Absolutely. I would love to get him. Um, I don't, I just, I just don't see that. I don't know why I just don't, I'm not all in like, yes, let's go get Gronk is, you know, like a lot of people are, I, mean, I like Gronk. I would be great, but I do think we need to upgrade the not the tight end position, but the the, de the depth of the tight end position, and that could be possibly through free agency. It could be possibly through the draft. 
I do think they're going to do something because Drew Sample, I think he's a good backup tight end, but we need, like you said, we need guys who can catch the ball. And he is not, he's not really, that's not really his forte. So we'll see. All right. Let's see here. Keith, the Bengals may be looking hard at Lewis signs safety from Georgia. If they can't agree with terms for long-term debates. Uh, well, they could draft. They're going to, they, they're most likely going to draft a safety and in this draft, and to me, it has nothing to do with the contract of Jesse Bates. They need depth there. They need to, like I said, possibly replace um, Von Bell if he if they don't sign him after next year. So that's I, I really I really do think I just cannot imagine the Bengals not signing Jesse Bates to a long term contract. I just can't. And I really do think a lot of it has to do with the guaranteed money. They have a hard time doing. They don't do guaranteed money, <laughs> you know. That's I think that has a lot to do with it. In my in my uh my opinion, I would just be absolutely shocked if Jesse Bates is not with the Bengals. Uh, he's gonna be with the Bengals next year, but I'll be shocked if they don't um if they don't uh, sign him too long term. Uh let's see here, Bill. They're concerning me, man. We don't give Jesse Bates guaranteed money, they won't be signing any of the top free agents that Bozeman Reef maybe Q sounds like our likelihood hall. No, I uh, Bill, I love you, brother. No, they're going to sign. I, I'm with Jay Morrison. They're going to sign some interior offensive linemen. They are going to sign Jesse Bates to long term contract. Like I said, I think a lot of of the decision making with long term contract has, and even Jay Morrison even said it on here. They want to see what they're doing in free agency. They're talking to guys, but until people actually sign and agree, it's different. And like I like I keep saying, you got the the elephant in the room. You got Jackpot Joey Burrow coming up big year, in a couple of years. You got uh, uh, Jamar Chase. You know, so these are contracts that they have to consider as well that they have to pay for. Now I know the salary cap is going to move up, but I just don't think there, there is no way the Bengals are looking at Joe Burrow with a straight face who got sacked seventy times this year. And Sam Bozeman, Reef, and Q are going to be your offensive line. I just, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. Uh, and maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Haas Gronk would be great for the red zone alone. Yeah, exactly. But I don't want to pay him a ton of money just for the red zone. You know, does that make sense? Uh, you know, that that's where I think he would be huge for the Bengals. The red zone, yes. But it depends on how much money he wants. It would. Sh- Looks like it would just be a one-year contract. And I still think Gronk's going to retire. I just I just me. I think Gronk, Gronk will retire. Richard, it's not like the Gronk needs all the money. He just might want another Super Bowl ring. And he might. Uh, you never know. I mean, he did retire two years ago. So it ain't out, out of the question that he would retire again. So we'll see. Uh Let's see here. Greg, so many excellent players hitting the streets in the weeks to come. Can you, you can get a quality older player on one year deals for depth. You can. And they, they, they did that throughout the season. I mean, look at flowers. That's who the, the safety they picked up. That's exactly what it was. He got cut. And that was, that was during the season, but yes, you absolutely can do that. And those are depth pieces. Um, I guess what I'm talking about is for, if you're talking about the depth pieces is far as the secondary goes and the safety wise we need young guys back there to potentially 
replace, I'm saying Von Bell. I love Von Bell, but I would be surprised if they signed him to a second contract. I just would be. So I think that's where the depth pieces that in the draft come into If And I don't know if you're talking about the, the secondary or not, but that's just kind of where I was going to. Joel, you said you would offer the vet minimum, minimum for Gronk and leave it there. And they might do that. I don't think I don't see the Bengals going out of their way to sign Gronkowski. I just don't. I I I just don't. I and the thing is too, I've said this over and over and over again. This offense really isn't designed for the tight end to be a big part of it. It can be, they can always change it, you know, but that's not really how it's designed. And I don't really think they need, need to upgrade CJ Uzama. I think you need, need to upgrade the backup part of the tight end position. And I said, Kyle Rudolph, you get him, which he's older. I don't, you know, you got Zach Ertz. You could get him, but again, he's older, but that would be along the lines of guys that you would probably sign for backups, you know, was, but Zach Ertz could be bigger money than I actually think, he, think he's going to be, but I don't know. that. Like I said, we're just kind of spitballing here and seeing – you know, what we come up with. Joel. Although I must admit seeing the videos of Gronk eating Skyline and Skyline Skyline graders would be gold. Yes. Yes, I'm with you, Greg. Baylor's Jalen Peacher. Yes, that's, that's who on a lot of my mock drafts that I've been doing here lately, he's the one that's been there. I would I would be all for drafting him and hopefully making him our you know number two cornerback. Like I said, the Bengals are not afraid to draft a cornerback in the first round. They've done it a lot, hit or miss, but they're not afraid to do it. So, all you want to play safety? Well, see, the thing is, you don't need him at we don't. Yeah, eventually he could play safety, but you start him out at cornerback right now. You don't need a safety <laughs> right now. We don't need a safety. You know. We need, we need, you know, a future wise. Yes. So you could start him out of corner. How about this, John? You could, Greg, sorry. You start him out of cornerback and eventually move him to uh safety. So we'll see. Anyway, that's it. That's, that's just stuff we could talk about. Hit on. Like I said, the combine was fun to watch. This time of year is fun and it's Fun to discuss the potential of free agents that the Bengals can sign. Anyway, it's about 6.20. And like Greg said, it's dinner time. I'm with you, brother. <laughs> I'm hungry. Have you heard my dog barking again? That means my wife is back, and I think she has some food. So I'm a fat guy, and I like to eat. So look at the Facebook groups that let me live stream. And as, also, I, as always, I appreciate every single one of them. They're Hootay Nation. Hootay Legion, Bearcat Ruckus, the Ohio State Buck, that's the Ice Bar. And I just like to thank all of the Bengals Facebook groups that let my show live stream on there. I go with Hootay Nation and Hootay Legion because they were one of the original ones that helped me. But everybody who lets me live stream on their Facebook pages, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Um, you can follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Twitter handle is at Jeff A. Trotterpole. TikTok is at Iceman90. I'll be pulling out the sound later on tonight. 
And check it out on the podcast. It's on BeanPod, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher Play, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. I'm not on iHeart. I need to get on iHeart. I need ads too. But you know, if so, if you're listening to this on a podcast and you are a company that wants to get on a local podcast, hit me up on Twitter, Jeff A. Trenable. You DM me. <laughs> uh, YouTubers, we're at 1,524 subscribers. That is awesome. Like I said before, I've said it again, I would like to get to 2,000 by the time the football season rolls around. So tell your friends, tell your neighbors about sports with Strawberry Eyes. Please make sure you subscribe, subscribe, like, and share. I would greatly appreciate it. Richard says my dog's hungry, too. He probably is. <laughs> he probably is hungry. Other than that, I got a good guest tomorrow, which is, hang on, who do I have? I, see, it's kind of. Hard sometimes to keep track who I have. Oh, I got Charlie Goldschmidt from the uh, Cincinnati Inquirer tomorrow. He will be joining me. We could talk a little bit about what's going on in Arizona with baseball, which is nothing. <laughs> we could talk. Or we could talk Bengals. So, Charlie Goldschmidt covers both. So, you guys got any baseball questions or any Reds questions, excuse me, Reds, or Bengals questions, hit us up tomorrow live at 5.30. And other than that, that's just sports, baby. See ya!